Well, we have two Miami Hurricanes targets set to announce on Sunday. Are we going to go 0 for 2? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So we're always covering recruiting on the show, and one of the people who helps us do that is John Garcia, Jr. He is the Director of Football Recruiting at Sports Illustrated. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dono. It's, uh, we're getting close. We're getting close to football at every level, so it's a really great time of year for me, selfishly, because I get to just put all these screens on and, and just kind of sit back. That's the way to do it, man. And our conversations with John are brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Terms and conditions apply. So, John, I mentioned a couple of Miami targets announcing this Sunday. Uh, I'm not feeling great about either of these two Miami. Let's start with Jaden Bonzu the four-star safety out of New Jersey. For a while, he was trending heavily to the U. It looks as though Ohio State, who's had a very fluid situation with defensive back recruiting, they seem to be now the number one for Bonsu again. Do you think that's the way it's going to play out? I do. and But look, this one has, has changed tune uh, quite a few times, right? Very early on, it was Ohio State and, and Georgia. And then, as you mentioned, Miami really captured momentum when it looked like Ohio State was full or close to full with, with their DB group. Uh, and they were waiting on Jonel Aguero, just like Miami was. Obviously, he ended up at Georgia there in the end. And then on top of that, Dijon Johnson decommits from Ohio State. And all of a sudden, a little bit more room for the Buckeyes. And then with Bonsu, he's fluctuated in his commitment dates as well. And it yeah. absolutely has to do with the dynamic between Miami and Ohio State, in my mind. Uh, the, the availability, the timing there, uh, it just can't be a coincidence. So I do think pushing it uh, once again to August 14th was about gaining a little bit of clarity with all of his options. And yeah, I do believe Ohio State is probably the pick there in the end. That was the early favorite for him like a year ago, and, and it's come all the way full circle uh, here closer to the end of it. But look, with all these guys, Alex, you, you got to wonder how much Miami's going to keep recruiting them, right? Yeah. I mean, like Andy Jean decommits from Miami now as a Florida Gator commitment, still hearing plenty from the Miami Hurricanes. So you wonder, you know, with all the success Miami's had in recruiting, how much do they keep pushing for targets that they do lose on the verbal commitment front relative to signing day in December? I think that's kind of the next layer of what we need to figure out from this this Mario Cristobal approach. But look, there's there's definitely still a big need at the safety spot. I, I don't want to minimize that at, in any level. Uh, there are some locals that they are looking at that are committed elsewhere. Uh, so I do think there's some potential silver lining if Bonsu does follow through with Ohio State. You know, Conrad Hussey, the Penn State commitment, says Miami is on him consistently. Damon Fagan, another South Floridian, Broward County guy, committed to NC State, has also talked about 
how Miami has stayed in the conversation. So I'm wondering how that part of Miami's approach will reveal itself here going forward because the safety board looks pretty thin with with Bonsu, Aguero, guys like that coming off the board over the last month or so. Well, and one of the things, man, and I have to keep reminding people, it's August, right? Yeah. Don't like I mean, you look at what Mario did coming in in December, like between December, early signing day and February, late signing day, how much Cristobal and his staff were able to do. And he didn't like have a staff for even the early signing day because I already, John, I already see some people who show up both in our comments here on Locked on Canes and will even show up sometimes on Twitter, you know, already trying to bash Jamil Adai. Like, oh, can this guy recruit? How come we're missing on all these defensive backs? But it's like, dude, first of all, I think Robert Stafford, who is committed, is a really good player. And, John, like you talk about safeties, like a, a lot of the top corners as well are not going to be announcing until later on in the process. So should I be worried about Jamila Dye recruiting? No, not at all. It's it's incredibly early. You know, we know where he came from and what he was able to accomplish literally, you know, seven months ago in January, hoisting up that that national championship. Look, yeah, that's not something you worry about, particularly with the combination of of him Demarcus Van Dyke, and just being in South Florida under Mario. All of that together is going to round into a successful DB Hall. It hasn't materialized yet, but as you said, it is August. Robert Stafford is a very good player and a great start to the DB Hall in this cycle, and there's still a lot ahead. Cormani McClain, number one DB in America, still out there. Obviously, the safeties we talked about in South Florida, still out there uh, ahead of signing day. So, yeah, there's still plenty ahead for this Miami class in the secondary, really the back seven altogether, there's still a lot to be had for, for, for the Hurricanes. And, and those are also two positions, Alex, where let's let's not un overlook the 2022 season that is about to go down, right? There's some yes. prospects who could absolutely play their way into Miami consideration in, in the state of Miami and Dave Broward and Palm Beach County. So let's not rule that out uh, as well, because we know there's, there's really no shortage of talent down here on top uh, of the targets that we do know a little bit more about as of August, as of the preseason. Well, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. So the other Miami target who's announcing on Sunday is linebacker Stanquan Clark. Uh, I'm not as worried about this one because Miami obviously already has two of the best linebackers in the class committed. Uh, Clark, correct me if I'm wrong, is actually trending to Louisville. And wow, they're putting in the work in South Florida. They just got William Foles earlier this week. Now they're they're trending for Stanquan. With Stanquan Clark, though, John, he's got basically all of Power Five named as a finalist. Like I, he put out his <laughs> finalist list. I'm like, whoa, is FAU is in there randomly? So, well, what direction do you think he's going to go in? Yeah, hey, don't don't count out Willie Taggart just yet. But uh, look, yeah, he he's one that kind of like Bonsu. This thing has moved. Early on, really for the bulk of this year, a lot of people felt like Stan Kwan was a cane lock or close to a cane lock. And it was yeah. just a matter of when is he going to commit? You know, so it just kind of has kept pushing on. And in the meantime, as you mentioned, Miami has loaded up at the linebacker position. So I think that could potentially correlate uh, to, to, to the availability for Stan Quan Clark. We know there's some other linebacker targets out there for the Canes as well. But yeah, this thing has shifted in, in recent weeks towards Louisville. I did get one phone call yesterday about, hey, maybe Miami's going to stay in this race beyond the commitment itself. So again, okay. he's another one to keep an eye on. He's He was at Killian with, with the Washington brothers. Of course, both committed to Miami. He plays 
for the Immortals. So he's he's got a ton of familiarity with this Miami class. So you wonder, especially now that he's at Miami Central with Ruben Bain, who's one of the top local targets remaining for the Canes, you wonder how how that could potentially materialize uh, his interest going forward. Because again, we're going to say this all month, it's August. you know. So yeah. a lot of these South Floridians that are looking elsewhere, the board can start to shift at certain positions, receiver, linebacker, safety in particular. And there's a lot of South Floridians that are popping elsewhere at this point. You wonder how many of those will sign with the schools that they're verbally committing to. Um, not predicting any flips just yet in terms of a specific recruit, but we do know the the personality culture of South Floridian prospects and just the nature of of big time programs recruiting South Florida at the end of the cycle. It's not just Miami, Georgia, Ohio State, Bama. I mean, A and M schools are going to be down here looking for talent late in the cycle. Uh, so it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. But yeah, right now Stan Kroenke looks like he's he's going to be the latest South Floridian headed up to to Louisville to play for the Cardinals. Well, even what you're talking about with potential flips, I even I even wonder if at some point Miami could go back in it for William Foles, who just committed to Louisville, because I feel like that's going to depend on maybe Miami landing certain other wide receivers and a potential flip. And I, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat with you here, John, for a second, but I'm very much keeping my eyes on Jerry on Dickey. I know he's an Oregon commit. He was at the Miami cookout a couple of weeks ago. Um, we know he's transferring high schools. We don't know exactly where he's going, but there's a lot of rumors, John. He could end up Dickey at IMG Academy, which has become a Miami pipeline. I've even seen some rumors he might transfer to Pittsburgh, California to play with Jaden Rashada. So is, is there could there be something <laughs> cooking with Dickey? Yeah, absolutely. You you don't take two visits on your own dime or your family's dime, I should say, without any interest. There's no doubt that the Canes are the primary contender and threat to flip Jerry on Dickey if he were to move on from the Oregon Ducks. Uh, he is absolutely close to Jaden Rashada. We saw them light it up together in Las Vegas for the Miami Immortals before uh, uh, Rashada came off the board there. They're very tight. There was talk of Rashada moving to IMG Academy just yeah. last week. Right. Um, it, it, I don't think it's going to happen this late in the process because the, these high school seasons are are pretty much getting going. But yeah, there was talk recently about Rashada heading over to IMG. So it would not shock me if Dickey was involved in that part of the conversation and ultimately considered uh, doing the same. There's There's been a lot of transfer rumors with Dickey. Like you said, Modern Day was supposedly getting him at one point. What about Pittsburgh in, in Northern California? He lives in that area now anyway. Uh, so yeah, it would not shock anyone to see another IMG addition. And they, they actually kind of have a need out there at wide receiver. They're not as loaded as they are at offensive line or some of these other positions. So that could be something that I'm sure IMG would, wouldn't say no to. But yeah, Jerry on Dickey should be noted for Miami fans. And likewise, Hakeem Williams, who's now committing in the middle of, of September, kid out of Stranahan High School. He's had a lot of ups and downs in his recruitment in terms of teams that have trended, right? We've heard Georgia, we've heard Florida State, we've heard AM, um, Pitt at one point. But where is Miami in this conversation as well? Can they kind of become one of the last teams to trend for Williams ahead of his decision? So there's there's certainly some big fish at wide receiver available for the Canes. But yeah, you could see them in, in a scenario where they miss on some of those guys circling back to a William Foles, uh, and, and they're still on Andy Gene. There's there's a lot 
of talent close to home that that is going to kind of make you feel like no matter who the final names are, this receiver class is, is going to be one of the best in the country. Well, guys, we have so much more to get to. Keep it locked here. As John Garcia, Director of Football Recruiting from Sports Illustrated, joins us here on Locked on Canes, your team every day. We have to talk about Samson Okunlola. How how much longer are we going to have to wait? This one is like the, the story that will not end. Uh, we'll talk about him right after we talk about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. They've got some Miami lines for this coming season they have all your miami futures so check it out find reviews and news of every league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports esports and golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sporting wagering info from live in-game betting scores and podcasts they have you covered head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now bet online where the game starts thank you so much for making locked on canes your first listen today we're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So, John Garcia, uh, we've spoken probably every time I've had you on. It's like a <laughs> Cal Ripken-type streak. We've spoken about Samson Okunlola, and you know, you and I have discussed at various times earlier in the summer that he has said before, I think, that he wanted to make an announcement in the summer. Very late now in the summer, John. Uh, this is, for those who don't follow recruiting that closely, five-star offensive tackle third-ranked tackle in the country, according to 24-7 Composite. He's been trending to Miami now for over a month. Do we have any idea when Okun Lola might announce, and do you still consider Miami the favorite? I do consider Miami the favorite if it's soon. Uh, if mm. he does want to stick to the August timeline, I think Miami is the program that is in the best position to land his verbal commitment. But here's the thing, Alex, he's only taken a couple of official visits. He's got two or three remaining that he could take into the fall. And he knows he's a priority for all these schools. He knows that yeah. he doesn't have that onus to, Hey, take it or leave it right now. Cause this scholarship's going to go to some other kid. If, if you're still on the board come September, that is true for a lot of kids. It is not true for Samson Okunlola. He, he knows he's got that green light basically whenever he wants to jump in. So I think that's created a little bit of ease in his recruitment. There is no true urgency, but at that same token, he kind of, he's been busy, right? He took all the visits he needed to take. He took some unofficial visits on top of that. So he's really been able to see all of the true contenders. He's been down in Miami. He's been to Bama. He's been to Michigan State, Oregon, uh, Ohio State. A lot of the schools that have been involved with him for, for quite some time, and he's not some late riser, who just emerged, he's been a priority recruit for, you know, 12 to 24 months for some of these programs. So he's quite familiar with that uh, approach of the process. So I'm, I'm curious on his own end, is this just about getting it done so you can focus on your senior season and, and there's not much time left if that's the case? Or is it really just about making sure and, and taking your time, maybe taking another visit or two for due diligence? I mean, he's he's a very thorough kid. He's a well-thought-out kid who's looking at every single element of the process. And every time you talk to him, he talks about relationships. So maybe internally, he feels like he needs to keep building one or two relationships that that maybe aren't at the position that, that he's comfortable enough to pull the trigger for. I, I think there's so many ways to look at this thing, and, and that's why it's been kind of quiet. Uh, I believe he could commit tomorrow on social media, and it wouldn't be a surprise, or he could take it all the way to National Signing Day and, and see how some of these 
new coaching staffs on his list, you know, look during the season. So there's a fascination around him. He's certainly the best available offensive tackle in the country. And I think he knows it, Alex. So I think it's going to create, uh, I'm getting, I'm guessing at this point, it's going to be later rather than sooner, which is going to make his recruitment that much more interesting, right? Because how much of that Miami buzz is sustainable going into the actual season? And when does, you know, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and these guys circle back around and really remind him of the priority level that, that he occupies? So it will be fascinating. It will be one of the bigger recruitments to track if it does get into the season. If it doesn't, though, your audience will be very, very happy because I think he will be the final piece to what has become an amazing offensive line class uh, projected for 2023 down at the U. Could be the best ever, like the best offensive line class Miami's ever brought in. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you something about Emery Williams, one of Miami's two quarterback commits for 2023. Jaden Rashada being the more high-profile guy. Emery Williams, though, is a riser. And, you know, Miami was very early in his recruitment like they were scouting him before a lot of other teams even knew about him playing in the Florida Panhandle uh, he committed to Miami back in June uh, you know I see he recently got an offer from Auburn and there are a lot of other schools that are now interested in Williams uh, would you be worried at all that he might look at his situation and say hey Rashad is already here maybe I should kind of see what else is out there yeah, this is going to be fascinating to track because it becomes a matter of what makes the most sense from a business perspective, right? The, the kid wants to go to the U. There, there is no doubt about it. We've seen him multiple times, talked to him a ton. He wants to play at the U. He's confident in his ability to compete with Jaden Rashada, who he's developing a pretty strong relationship with as well. Of course, both of them uh, were out at the Elite 11, where Emery actually out threw Jaden just about every single day uh, to really turn heads. But yeah, a lot of these other schools are missing out on quarterback targets, right? Um, I think Auburn is, is one of the biggest in need. Florida State, right in the panhandle, has a huge need for quarterback that they can't seem to fill. Mississippi State has been in on him uh, maybe as long as anybody not named Miami at this point, but I do think they're going to get uh, their commitment maybe before this uh, episode airs. So Mississippi State will be out of it. So it will become an Auburn, Florida State, maybe Texas A&M gets involved in this thing in the end. So I do think there, there could be some visits afoot, and it's more from a business perspective. I think, again, Emory, all things even, wants to be at the U, but just in the nature of the business of quarterback recruiting and quarterback you know roster management in college football you've got to always look at over your shoulder you've got to keep an eye on these depth charts because quarterbacks move around more than any other position um and i do think it's something that it's, it's going to be a storyline regardless of how emory feels about it his camp those around him are going to advise him to at least keep an eye on some of these programs and he has been reciprocating some of that communication with them um, no visits set just yet so that will be kind of the next marker to look for. Hey, right. he said a visit to Auburn. He said a visit to FSU. Let's keep an eye on this thing. So that would be the next thing to keep an eye on because he is not a well-traveled kid. Um, so I do think those are good news items for Miami. But it's really hard to bring in two great quarterbacks in the same cycle. And that's why Miami and Alabama are the only two programs in the country that have that situation going on simultaneously. And same thing up in Tuscaloosa. They're worried about their number two quarterback, Eli Holstein, maybe looking around after the, the, their other guy committed Dylan Lonergan. So it is a very uh, tough situation to accomplish. But Emery says, hey, when he committed, 
the staff told him they were still going after Rashada and Dante Moore and some of these other guys. So it is something that he actively was aware of when he did make that decision on the front end. So none of this is surprising to him, but there is going to be some due diligence at least or at a minimum from a communications perspective here going forward. But if he takes a visit, then then it'll be kind of game on in that regard as well. And it'll be, it'll be close either way. It won't be a swift flip or anything like that out of the blue. It will be the long game. If, if another school is going to change Emory Williams's mind. So in that regard, uh, you want to get to signing day as soon as possible from the Miami perspective. Sure do. Uh, we're going to ask John Garcia about a couple of five-star edge rushers with links to Miami. When we come back, Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. Available free wherever you get your podcasts. Available free on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I want to ask you, John, about Samuel Mapemba, five-star edge rusher from IMG Academy, who's gotten plenty of Miami buzz in recent months. And then a guy who's starting to get some Miami buzz recently, five-star edge rusher Damon Wilson from Venice, Florida. Um, and I think people are now starting to wonder because Mapemba has started to trend a little bit to Georgia. The crystal ball started to come in. So maybe now Canes fans are like, OK, maybe if we don't get Mapemba, we move on to Damon Wilson. What do you think is going on with those two? Well, we've got Wilson ranked higher uh, at SI, so that yeah. might be not the worst thing in the world. Right. That's a, that's a good uh, fallback <laughs> option, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad situation. <laughs> but yeah, look, Miami's going to stay in it with both of these guys all the way. And, and here's the thing. Unlike Okanlola, we know both of these are in zero rush. They are in no rush to make these verbal commitments. I believe combined they've taken one official visit maybe, maybe wow. two. So they're absolutely in the early stages of their process. But like Okanlola, they know they're priority guys at premium positions. So they know they can take it the absolute distance. And yeah, and Pemba has had a longstanding recruitment. At one point, Notre Dame was the front runner. LSU had buzz at one point. Florida has been up and down. Miami and now Georgia. So I think that will continue to ebb and flow with a lot of these different programs. And then on the other side of it with Damon Wilson, not the same trajectory. He's more of a last six to 12 months, everyone's been like, holy crap, this is an explosive edge rusher that we need to put more resources into. So he is just now kind of feeling, you know, his flowers coming from all of these coaching staffs at the very highest level. So he's going to take the advantage of summer visits or excuse me, uh, in season visits to actually vet a lot of these options. And and one source there is, is in line with what you're hearing, Alex. One source told me this is going to be a Miami, Alabama deal in the end. And that shouldn't scare Miami fans anymore. Not, not no, to diminish what Nick Saban has done, but how many head-to-head -head battles has Miami won over Alabama to date in this cycle? Francis Maui Goa comes to mind. Malik Bryant comes to mind. Uh, Raul LaGuire comes to mind. I mean, this is something that Miami's been able to go in and contend with uh, against, you know, big bad Saban all cycle long. Uh, Cormani McLean will be another one of those down the line. So, I, I do think that if that's the case, you know, you like your chances down the line uh, to, to potentially keep Damon Wilson uh, within state lines. And if you get one of these two, you're getting a top 25, top 30 prospect who you now pair with a Jaden Wayne and a Malik Bryant. Now, all of a sudden, you've got maybe the best edge rushing class in the country. We talked about O-line. You got one of the two best quarterback classes in the country built 
already as well. If you keep stacking up these great positions, it's not going to be, hey, this is a great top 10 class for Miami. It's going to become, hey, this is a top five class that has a chance to, to really do some damage there in the end if, if you start hitting on, on some of the later targets as well. So it, it is a great position to be in for Miami at this point. And uh, now you just need to keep getting Wilson on campus and, and keeping him involved. But I think both he and Mpemba will continue to consider Miami at a very, very high clip. And Pemba was just back on campus for the cookout. We know he's at IMG, which is Miami central now. It's, it's what, five commitments? Because now Antonio yeah. Tripp has transferred to IMG. Five Miami commitments in his ear every day. And two of them, Tripp and Maui Goa, are going to block Pemba every single day in practice. So you know that's going to come up a ton. He's very close to Maui Goa. Uh, both on the field and, and off the field. So I do think that is still a huge asset for Miami in this race, uh, even though other schools are still trying to talk to Maui Goa. He seems absolutely solid to the U, and then and that's going to be big the longer that the Impemba recruitment drags out. We love it. Uh, John Garcia Jr. does a fantastic job. Check out his work, Sports Illustrated, and make sure you follow him on Twitter at John Garcia underscore Jr. John, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next time. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. And guys, make sure you make Locked on ACC your second listen. Every day, host Candace Cooper and the local experts take you across the ACC in 30 minutes. Thank you for making us your first listen. We'll talk to you guys again next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.